Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today podcast for a Friday, the 5th of January, 2024. Hello, I'm Andy Eubank. Coming up today, Ryan Martin, Chief Meteorologist, says more sunshine today, but then precipitation chances move in. You'll want to hear his forecast. This podcast brought to you by FFBT.com, First Farmers Bank and Trust, experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Check out their website or stop in your local branch. C.J. Miller and Sabrina Halverson on the news today, including plans for one Indiana dairy operator to expand this year. The markets yesterday mixed again. We have analysis with Mike Silver on the Who's Your Ag Today Friday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses. ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Big plans for Keener Dairy in Fort Wayne for 2024, and something that could save you money on your farm's taxes. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, 2024 is shaping up to be a very big year for one Indiana farm family as they plan to greatly expand their dairy operation. Dairy farming's been in our blood forever, and we've always had this goal and passion to be able to on-farm process our own milk right in the products here. And that's Andrew Keenert, one of the co-owners of Keenert Dairy in Fort Wayne, a sixth-generation dairy farm which plans to open a brand-new milk house and retail shop. We've been working on this so over a year here now, so we are getting very close. We are hopefully going to be up and operational towards the end of January, early February, hopefully having a full line of milk products coming out, so um, the glass bottled milk and cheese curds and the butter and the ice cream. So hopefully the cheese curds are up and ready to go. If you come up to our uh, our retail store right on farm, you can see a big picture window where we're going to have our cheese out on the other side. So you will be able to see firsthand how the cheese curds are being made. Their new cheese curd manufacturing facility is made possible through a $100,000 grant that Keener Dairy has received from the Dairy Business Innovation Alliance. With that grant, it's going to allow us to purchase the equipment that we need to make um, farm fresh cheese curds right in our milk plant. And then it's also is going to help with some packages of that. So our cheese curds are going to come in um, pouches that are resealable. So I, I'm, I'm very confident that our flavor and our quality of product can be second to none. Even though Andrew's father, Al Keenert, passed away in 2021, he says his dad's memory will continue to live on through the farm's expansion. You know, with losing my dad unexpectedly, it was it was challenging, and we had to we kind of had to figure out a new norm for our dairy farm and what we were doing. Um, with losing my dad, that kind of put us on delay with this milk plant, and that was that was. I think it'll make him very proud that we get up and around it. So we know he's always up watching over us and taking care of us. So 
We know we're trying to live on his legacy. You can hear my full conversation with Andrew Keenert at HoosierAgToday.com and on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, a free download for iPhone and Android. Farmers, the Fort Wayne Farm Show celebrates 34 great years at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, January 17th, 18th, and 19th. This huge three-day event features the area's largest variety of farm equipment and services. Educational seminars presented daily. Register to win the grand prize, a Toro My Ride Zero Turn Lawnmower, courtesy of Plevna Implement. Admission is free. Make plans to attend the Fort Wayne Farm Show Tuesday through Thursday, January 16th, 17th, and 18th at the Memorial Coliseum. Well, it's not too soon to start thinking about taxes for your farm and the possibility that you may be leaving money on the table. Sabrina Halverson has more. Director of Government and Public Affairs with the Ag Business Advisory Company, Pinion, Brian Keel says ag businesses should consider the research and development tax credit. A lot of farmers and a lot of food processors and ethanol producers rely on the research and development tax credit. Uh, so this is a tax credit in the Internal Revenue Code that farmers and food processors can access if they're taking innovative steps. And most people don't connect these dots. You know, most farmers live innovation. They're they're trying new seed mixes or they're trying new tillage uh, approaches. They're always changing up their operations to try to improve yield and try to increase profitability. Reports show many small businesses fail to even apply for the credit. In fact, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce says less than three out of ten businesses that would qualify apply at all, and the majority of those are large companies. Keel says while it's an important tax credit to remember, it's not perfect. Congress, unfortunately, in 2017 made some changes that really hurt companies that rely on R&D. They repealed immediate expensing under Section 174 of the tax code. That's something we at Pinion have been working to try to reinstate uh, so that farmers who rely on research and development can deduct those expenses in the year in which they're occurred as opposed to having to expense them over four or five years. The IRS has more information about the R&D credit on its website. You can find a link on ours at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Radio Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend. Going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Who's Your Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Going to be an interesting one here as we run through this forecast. Today, not too shabby. We're on the backside of high pressure, so we should put together a pretty decent day with regard to sunshine and blue sky. It's still a bit chilly, but otherwise no major problems out there. 
going into the overnight tonight and tomorrow. We see precipitation starting to lift into the Hoosier State. Liquid equivalents are not all that impressive. A few hundreds to likely two or three tenths, but it is going to be cold enough that we can see it drizzle, freezing drizzle, and some sloppy wet snowflakes. I won't rule out a coating to maybe an inch of the sloppy wet stuff as we move through Saturday. Most of it happening morning to midday. You get into the afternoon, we should be done, but clouds hold firm. Then going into Sunday, another little clipper system trying to move through. I think we have to allow for some on-again, off-again flurries on Sunday, and it's definitely going to be chilly. And then we start to see temperatures move upward overnight Sunday night through Monday. Monday is going to be rather mild. The southwest flow dominates ahead of our next weather system. That weather system throws clouds into the state through the day on Monday, but precipitation likely holds until closer to midnight or at least after sunset, moving into southwest Indiana first and across the rest of the Hoosier State through the overnight. Initially, the air is going to be cold enough that maybe we have to watch for sloppy wet snowflakes I-70 north. I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of snow. In my mind, this system is predominantly a rain event for Tuesday through Tuesday afternoon and into early Tuesday evening. After sunset Tuesday night, that's when I think cold air wraps in behind this front, and there's still going to be moisture here. So I think we can see some accumulating snows from late sunset on a Tuesday through Wednesday midday, and we can be looking at likely a one to four inch snowfall total over about two-thirds of the state. State. Timing is going to be everything. The only reason I'm going totals that high is because we're moving with the colder air coming in through the nighttime hours. So we're already cooler anyway, and the cold air comes in on top. I think we're done with precipitation by midday on Wednesday, but clouds likely don't break up right away. We'll get some clearing overnight Wednesday night. Thursday turns out partly sunny, dry, but a little bit on the cool side. Then Friday, we've got another clipper system moving through. Could be good for a fast little burst of wet snow in the northern half to third of the state, coating to an inch there possibly and rain shower activity i-70 southward up to about a quarter of an inch there the balance of friday is colder and windier and that will trigger some lake effect overnight friday night into saturday most of that is in michigan but northern tier counties of indiana need to watch just a little bit i do think that we try and dry down a little bit late uh, saturday afternoon and evening into early sunday but I'm seeing another strong low starting to develop back in the central and southern plains. In my mind, that kicks out for Sunday afternoon and into Monday. Can see rain and snow potential once again. It's all about the track of low pressure. So that's your update. Very active pattern here. I do think that we don't want to overlook what's going to be happening tomorrow. But in the grand scheme of things, the system on Monday is the one to watch. And I am slowly but surely shifting myself into a mostly rain camp with the large threat of snow coming on the backside or as this system is trying to leave Tuesday night into Wednesday. That's a look at your forecast. Have a great weekend. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Mixed markets, only strength in wheat and weakness in the soybean market. This is Who's Your Ag Today. It's the Thursday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank, and I'll have settlements from Thursday trade coming up. First, at the end of trade, I checked in with Mike Silver of Kokomo Grain to find out what happened. Nothing to talk about as far as export sales. We do have the ethanol grind to talk about, but also South American weather seeming to put a bit of a damper on the soybean complex here on Thursday. Let's start right there. Beans lower. Beans lower, yes. Uh, and it, it it is all related to a favorable weather forecast for Brazil 
and Argentina for that matter. Argentina has had favorable conditions now for quite a while. Brazil has been the challenge, but uh, favorable weather is weighing heavily on the soybean market, uh, improving conditions uh, uh, in Brazil uh, are putting pressure in that soybean market. you mentioned export sales. Uh, the export sales will be out tomorrow morning at 8.30, and I do have some estimates. Uh, and they're delayed this week again because of the memorial. Excuse me. It's the New Year's Day holiday that we had on Monday. So all the reports this week delayed a week, um, with the exception of the Commitment of Traders report, which will be Uh, released at the regular time uh, tomorrow, Friday afternoon. But we'll get export sales numbers in the morning at 8.30. Uh, The estimates, the average trade estimates for corn are 500,000 tons to 1.2 million metric tons. And last week, that number for corn was 1.242 million metric tons. So, uh, Kind of looking for the same number this week. At least that's the average estimate. The bean number uh, this week is 500,000 to 1.3 million. Last week, uh, the export sales came in at 983,000. And the wheat number is expected somewhere between 150 and 450,000 tons. And last week, that number was 276,000 tons. The weekly EIA report was delayed uh, from yesterday. It came out this morning. The uh, average daily production of ethanol was down last week. We did have a build in ethanol stocks. Our corn use for ethanol last week was 106.53 million bushel, and that was down 5.89 million bushel from the week before. Uh, There has been very, very little fresh news in the market today. I've been watching the Newswire, and uh, there's just not much news. Yesterday, obviously, uh, we know that uh, the nearby corn contract, the March corn contract, posted a new contract low. Now, we have come off that low today. Uh, March corn's up a penny and a half right now. The December 24 corn is steady at uh, 498 and a half. Uh, the bean market right now, uh, I am showing March beans down nine cents and November 24 beans down four and a half. So uh, we just uh, have not been able to spark any kind of an upward movement in these markets, save the wheat market. Uh, wheat is a little higher today, but that too has been volatile Uh here in this new trading year in 2024. And probably we're going to continue to see volatility in the market, Andy, uh, for a variety of reasons, which we've discussed ad nauseum now for week after week after week. Now, a week from tomorrow at noon, USDA will give us the January 12th WASDA report. And in that report, we'll get the final USDA estimates on how big the 2023 harvest was and uh, we probably will see some estimates uh, from the newswire tomorrow and then as we begin next week which is going to be the first regular trading week that we've had uh, in quite a time quite a number of weeks of course we had to Christmas and then the new year's 
But next week, we will uh, resume trade Sunday evening at 8 o'clock, and uh, we'll get our daily reports next week. And then on Friday of next week at noon, we'll get that uh, first WASDA report for the uh, 2024 crop year. Uh, and we'll see more trade estimates uh, next week as uh, the Newswire picks up those estimates. But for right now, Andy, bait corn basis levels uh, – have improved uh, a few cents since the uh, since we wrapped up the December delivery period. Uh, soybean basis has improved a few cents more than than the corn basis has. Uh, farmers are delivering their January contracts now for both corn and soybeans. Uh, deliveries aren't huge, but for those folks that had January uh, contracts on the books, they are delivering those contracts now. And, of course, uh, the first several days of the new year, folks who had delayed payment uh, and receipted their monies for the grains that they sold either across the scale or put on uh, hold pay until January have collected those checks. So uh, we're having a lot of conversations with producers about where these markets might be headed. And as you and I have talked now for a long time, um, the expectations uh, for higher prices uh, are maybe outside of the bounds of what some people hope that they will get. Although, as we've said many, many times, there will be opportunities lying ahead for us. But uh, we have not had any flash export sales in recent days. And certainly some flash daily export sales would put a little spark under this market. But we did post that new contract corn contract low in the March contract yesterday. So hopefully we'll see a little bit of bounce off of that uh, and try and uh, rally the corn market a little bit. Uh, folks are having conversations with not only me, but with all my colleagues at Kokomo Grain and across the industry about um, what they might expect price-wise in 2024. And, of course, uh, it won't be all that long until uh, we'll get the uh, USDA Outlook Forum report and we'll get some estimates on what the uh, planted acreage will be coming up. Uh, we're not going to see any of that here in this January report, but in February we'll have that uh, USDA Outlook Forum. And uh, we'll start to see some estimates uh, of what we intend to plant uh, this coming year. Right now, all eyes are focused on brazil and south america uh to see what kind of uh production expectations we expect out of that country and everyone is keeping their fingers crossed here in the united states that we can get our export sales back on a more favorable track than they have been and again as i said earlier hope for some daily flash export sales as we move into next week, Andy. Mike Silver there, Kokomo Grain. His number, 800-666-0613. 
On the Hoosier Ag Today Thursday Farm Market Review, settlements from Thursday trade up a penny and a quarter on March corn. It goes to 466 and a half. May 479 up a penny, up just a half cent on the July contract. March beans down nine and a half cents, 1267 and a half. May 1276 and a half down eight and a half cents. And the upside leader, wheat, March 613 and a half, a gain of 13 and a quarter. Mixed in the protein sector, February live cattle down 72 at 171.12. And a major move up in February, lean hogs 69.05, picking up 375. I'm Andy Eubank with the Thursday Review. This is Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network.